You're listening to The Dugout, a college baseball match podcast. Today we spoke with assistant coach Tony Deschler of Bates College, a liberal arts college in Lewiston, Maine. Hey everybody, just wanted to go ahead and remind you that if you haven't already done so, we strongly recommend that you go online, build an account, update your account, and kind of see where you stand with some of the schools that we, that we are interviewing. Um, it's going to be really important to know what qualifications there are that match with these schools because with these conversations we're having with these coaches, you're going to really want to see, do I fit there? Do I match there? And the cool thing is, is when you're done listening to the episode, if a school sparks interest, you can go online, uh, look on your account, and check out the database. So do that and enjoy the rest of the show. Tony, it's great to have you on the show. Hey, Tom. Thanks for having me today. No problem. Um, you know, I want to start by having you give us your bio. Um, you've kind of had various roles, um, you know, in baseball and, and are now at, at Bates College. And so why don't you get started there? Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, I think it kind of starts um, for me with my baseball kind of journey um, in high school. You know, I grew up in central Massachusetts. Uh, my parents kind of worked their butts off so I could go to a uh, prep school, you know, 10 minutes down the road, Lawrence Academy. Um, went there for four years, um, had a good, obviously, high school experience and, and baseball experience there. Um, I was kind of recruited. Uh, I wouldn't say overly recruited out of high school. Um, ended up getting into the best academic school and best baseball fit for me. Uh, went to Brandeis University for four years in Waltham, Mass. Um, got to play for Pete Varney for four years. Uh, he's like a Massachusetts, really New England legend, uh, baseball wise. Um, and then after four years, uh, had a good career there. Um, had the opportunity, which is a little bit different from some people, um, to go overseas for a year. Um, so I went over, um, played baseball in, uh, Sydney, Australia. Um, I was there for about 10 months. Um, is that with the blue Sox? I actually, um, I was kind of in the minor league, like the feeding system for the Blue Sox. Um, so actually, we played a few scrimmages against them. Um, kind of had the opportunity to practice with them a few times, but um, just kind of based on my position, I ended up playing. And it's called, it was the Sydney Major Leagues back then. I think it's called something different now. Um, so I was there for about 10 months. Um, and then once I got back from Australia, I kind of knew I wanted to get into coaching. Um, at Brandeis, there was kind of, you know, too many cooks in the kitchen already. There was already five coaches there. Um, so I wow. jumped on with my high school team. Um, I went back to Lawrence Academy, kind of helped out for the rest of the season. Um, and then that summer I kind of just started, you know, networking and, um, I happened to a guy who I played summer ball with, um, had a connection with MIT and actually kind of got offered the job. Um, but he couldn't do it. So he referred me to the position. I ended up going and interviewing at MIT and kind of the rest was history there. Um, I walked into two. Um, I was there for two years, walked into two great teams, uh, went to the NCAA regionals twice, um, won our first conference title there. Um, and then another opportunity that kind of came up, I knew I wanted to get my master's degree. Um, and I ended up moving on after two years to Elmira College in upstate New York, which was a totally different experience. Um, I was actually the first assistant coach there. It was the first two years of a college baseball program. So it was two night and day going from an established NCAA regional team to starting something from scratch. So that was a really cool experience. And while I was um, while I was there, I was um, taking grad classes. So I was getting my master's degree while I was there. 
Um, and I had a two year stint there as well. Um, you know, doubled our win total from year one to year two. Um, and coach Peluga there is obviously still doing great things. Um, and then after I was done there, I started at Bates, you know, this is going on year three here. Um, so yeah, that's kind of like my journey so far. I've been kind of bouncing all over the place. Yeah, no, I, I feel like that's the common uh, route that most coaches take, though. Actually, most people in baseball take is, you know, you, you kind of bounce around and then you find what's best for you. But, you know, you have a very unique uh, background in the sense that, you know, I think you're still close enough with remembering what your recruiting experience was like as you were a player. And now, you know, you're a recruiting coordinator, uh, you know, at Bates College, which um, I think plays against, you know, some of the top liberal arts colleges in the Northeast. And so, you know, Talking a little bit about your own experience as a player, how is it different now being on the other side of the fence? Uh, definitely. It's, I just remember being back, you know, in the high school days getting recruited. I, you know, my family, I was the, the only person in my immediate family that even played, you know, sports in college. So and we had no idea about the recruiting process. And, you know, now that I've been a part of it for, you know, over a handful of years now, um, you know, I almost wish I kind of knew now what I did back then. Um, but obviously I wouldn't take my four years back at all. I had a great experience, um, you know, at Brandeis. Um, but, you know, I think now just, I, I'm, I still consider myself young, but we didn't even have smartphones back then. And just taking videos and getting your information out to people now is so much easier. And, and it's crazy to think that, you know, a, a guy could email me right now with, with a video from their iPhone and just a little blurb about themselves. And, and I could be interested in them right away. Um, so I think just that in itself is how it's changed. and. Obviously, with the academic showcase bubble, which, you know, we we go to a lot in the summer, um, it's kind of blown up, too. So it, it's I think it's getting easier for for schools like ourselves uh, at Bates uh, to find players. Mm -hmm. Most certainly. Uh, speaking of, of Bates, you know, can you walk us through what a day in the life of one of your players would look like? Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, I think now it's definitely. A, a lot more hectic um, with the season right around the corner. Um, you know, we just got a, a foot of snow in the last two days and it's five degrees out today. Um, but we have our first pitch in, in three weeks. So, you know, we tell our guys that, you know, self-motivation is key. Um, even if it's, you know, it's in the negative degrees that we got, we got to get our work in each day. So, um, you know, based on looking at their, their class schedules, um, I would say class generally runs from around nine to three for most guys, you know, sprinkle in a couple night classes. Um, you know, so they're going to a class or two in the morning, probably a quick break for lunch. Um, and then maybe a class after lunch as well. And then I'd say probably that three to six range is when we're gonna, you know, go to the gym, whether it's gym first or baseball activities after, but you know, they probably use that time, um, to really get in some work, you know, leading up to, you know, when we can start practice. Um, the NESCAC, we have certain rules, uh, but we can't start practice for another two weeks. So we have, you know, only a handful of formal practices and then we're playing our first game. And so do you, uh, maybe I missed it. Do you guys lift in the mornings at all or, or do you lift in the afternoons or does it depend on the time of year? It depends on the time of the year, but we actually do, you know, our captains will run, um, you know, we kind of have an attendance sheet so they can kind of check in and we want to make sure that they're in there. So they, they break into their own, you know, little groups kind of based on what their class schedule is. I would say, mm. you know, majority mm -hmm. guys probably come in the afternoon from around three to five. Uh, but there is sprinkled in, you know, a, a 10 to 11 shift or something like that in the morning. And, uh, you know, what do you like most about the Bates College campus or facility? I don't know if there's one particular thing. Um, you know, campus has a great 
feel when you're on here. I do think the people itself really make it up here. Um, you know, we're, we're up here in Maine, we're, we're in central Maine and, um, you know, it feels like when you're on campus, you know, there, there's the trees, it, it feels like you're in the woods in Maine. Um, so I, I do our facility. Uh, if you walked into campus, there's more of the, the academic side when you walk in and then kind of starting at our dining hall, there's the football stadium right next to it. And then the athletic side of campus kind of flows into the, to the rest of the side, um, the far side of campus. Um, so our field is smack dab right next to commons, the dining center. Um, so we get a lot of foot traffic, you know, driving by, you know, walking by. Um, so once it is nice, sometimes it takes till, you know, middle end of April in Maine, but we get a lot of, a lot of people walking by going to our games and it, it's definitely a good vibe on campus. That's terrific. Um, what makes Bates college baseball so special? You know, I think special's um, a tough word. Um, you know, I think we're still t checking off boxes to to make sure that we're getting towards a program that just everyone wants to be a part of. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I think the kids are what make it special. Um, you know, we have, like you said, we compete against some of the top liberal arts schools in the country. Um, you know, we're a top 25 liberal arts school. And, and the guys that get in, you know, they're from all walks of life. Um, but we, you know, as a program day to day, I think we, we're good at kind of riding on that line whether it's you know fun or competing but we're always setting a goal every year um and generally that goal is to play postseason baseball um in our, our two years um we've had our ups and downs but we've played postseason baseball my first two seasons here um so we're pretty good at setting a goal with our guys and we're gonna do whatever we need to do to try to accomplish that goal right yeah um so, you know, when I think about the recruiting process and the recruiting philosophy, uh, every campus and school um, has their own way about going about certain things. Mm -hmm. um, and so what qualities or traits do you look for most in finding a player that's a match for your program, both athletically and academically? Yeah, I think I think athletically, you know, we're always looking for some athleticism in the players. Uh, it doesn't matter what position they play. Um, you know, I think at times, especially the New England um, kid uh, that wants to just focus on baseball, it, it's tough sometimes because for most of the year, it, it's too cold out to be outside. Um, and you kind of run into these baseball robots that just want to be in a cage and, and take as many swings as possible and then take ground balls inside when they should be out, you know, playing different sports, um, you know, whether it's football, basketball, just things that give them traits um, that that normal, you know, just baseball all in kid, you know, can do. Um, but we don't shy away that we're kind of Ivy league Patriot league bottom feeders. Um, you know, those kind of kids are looking for the best academic fit and top end athletics. And, you know, we, that's the kind of people we get on campus in, in all sports. So it's a great vibe, um, with those kind of guys that, that come that just, they want balance and they want the best place, um, for them for four years. Um, academically we, um, anytime, we're looking at guys. We're going to events that hopefully has a pool of guys that almost everyone could hopefully get into Bates, but that's not always the case. Right. Um, but generally mid threes to up threes, um, you know, I think it's more of a whole body of work. Um, that's kind of one of the first things that we'll ask guys is let's see your transcripts, you know, test scores, what high school you're from, because um, it's a whole body of work. Um, we are test optional, which is it's a good thing and a bad thing. Um, Obviously, if you're above, you know, a certain threshold, you know, above a 1300, 
uh, SATs or, or above a 30 ACTs. Those are great scores. Um, and generally, we're going to have that conversation with the student um, if they should put that in with their application, if they're thinking about applying um, or if they shouldn't. Um, but if you're below and you don't have good test scores and you, you don't submit your test scores to an admissions, which I think could go for any school that's test optional, you're generally telling them you don't have very good test scores. So the rest of your body of work, whether it's your GPA, um, you know, how hard your class course is in high school, um, it kind of magnifies that. It needs to be, um, you know, more impressive. Yeah, no, that certainly is very interesting. And you are seeing more of the test optional um, option, so to speak. And it is kind of funny because it is one of those things, like, like you said, if you're not putting in your test scores, there's a reason. And it almost, I don't know, that's, it's, it's kind of a interesting thing. Obviously you don't have the answer, but I'd be curious to know why more schools are gravitating towards that when, like you said, the absence of it is kind of an answer in and of itself. Yeah. I think it's more of a statistic thing. You know, you know, the schools want to show they're, they're, allowing in the, the best applicants possible. Um, but yeah, it's right. Yeah, right. For us to have the answers, like I'm just a baseball coach. So it's tough for me to know sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I get it. Um, you know, what, what mechanisms do you guys use to discover players that are a match for your school? You kind of mentioned some of the events and showcases you go to. And of course, uh, the Stanford camp is, is a big one. Um, you know, what are, what are the methods that you use to discover your players? Yeah. I mean, for being a, a school in Maine, um, we cast a pretty wide net, and it's crazy to think that we go out to Stanford, we go out to California, we do that swing for myself and Coach Martin, go out there for about two weeks, um, and you can look at our roster. We, you know, we have players from California, Florida, Georgia, um, the Atlantic, like all really along the Atlantic coast. Uh, we got a sophomore first baseman from Hawaii, um, so we're we're traveling, and we're really on the road for three months in the summer. Um, really straight. We're not even up in Maine because um, we're out just seeing as many players as we can. Uh, but we do use video. We'll always refer back to video. It's always great to have it. And like I said, it's so easy to have it, you know, just get it with an iPhone now. Um, so we'll use a couple of the online, um, you know, searches, recruiting databases, um, uh, just to name a few, like field level. We'll use PBR. Um, really any information I can find on guys, we're, we're going to use. Um, so in the end, like, like I said, we're, we're going to use as much information as we can, but it, we've never just gone on video to recruit someone. We're always going to reach out to high school coaches, travel ball coaches, um, as much information as we can get on guys that that's what we're going to do. Right. And that's why one of the, you know, ways that we try and implement in our own system with college baseball matches, uh, we leverage a resume validation system through a coach. And, you know, when you talk about receiving emails from players or potential players, um, we have the sense that if it's not accompanied by some sort of, uh, mark by a travel coach or a high school coach, um, it's, it's a lot tougher to judge the merits of the, uh, sender, I would assume. Exactly. Yeah. Anytime that you can, um, you know, any, anytime a coach reaches out to us, like we're, we're going to get back to them. Um, you know, I think we have a pretty right. good, pretty good rule that we're, we're going to try to get back to, to someone, whether they reach out in you know, the middle of summer, November, or, or right now that I'm going to get back in touch with them, you know, within 48 hours. But if it's a very generic message that they're sending out, sometimes it's tough to really get much from that and gauge their interest level. Definitely. Um, so if I, 
So do you find that players that match with your school and program usually try to connect with you first, or do you guys normally develop that connection? I'd say it's about 50, 50. Um, you know, we do get a, a lot of interest, um, you know, every day, like I said, I'm on my email, uh, trying to, you know, siphon through all, all the messages and, and who's interested and who, who's not interested. Um, you know, we are going to reach out to a lot of guys. Cause like I said, we see a ton of baseball in the summer and a ton of players. Um, so we too, do try to reach out and develop a connection with, with as many guys as possible. But sometimes those those conversations are quick. Um, sometimes you can call a guy and they're just, hey, I, I don't see myself going going to Maine to play baseball. And that's the end of the connection. So, um, like I said, we cast a wide net. Um, and I think anyone that reaches out and is truly interested in Bates, like we're, we're going to we're going to tell them as much as possible about our program and, and school. Right. No, absolutely. Um, so if I'm a student athlete and I want to connect with your program, what really is the best way for me to do so? Is it through email? Is it through my coach reaching out? Is it is it the events that you attend? What, what's the best way to catch your eye? I'd say it's a combination, uh, but definitely email. Um, like I said, we're always on our email, so we're gonna we're gonna get back to you. Um, uh, our prospect camps are huge. Um, you know, I've tried to kind of build those in the last couple of years. Uh, we had two weekends this past year uh, where we had over you know forty to forty five guys on campus for two different weekends. Um, and being up in Lewiston, Maine, it's not the easiest place to get to. And we, we don't shy away from that. Um, so if you're coming up to campus, showing that much interest and in checking out the school and playing a little baseball in front of us as well, um, you know, we take that in consideration. We probably have you know, seven to 10 guys from the last few years that are that are now in our roster that came up um, to our prospect camps. So those are huge for us. Um, and I think we're going to try to continue to emphasize those as well. That's that's terrific. Um, you know, if I know that I'm a match at Bates College and I've gone through some sort of process to connect with your program, how do you under, help me to understand that I'm the right fit? In other words, you know, a match is those that initial, do you even meet the minimum qualifications athletically and academically? The fit more has to do with, you know, do you fit, do I fit with your program and, and what can we do to make sure that there there is a fit? What do, what do you guys do? Yeah, I think we're always with every student that's going to come in here um, that's interested in playing here, we're going to be transparent with them. So we don't want to muddy the waters because it, I mean, like, you know, from talking to different coaches and dealing with the recruiting process, it's, there's some gray area and it can be confusing at times. So we make sure that we are transparent with everyone. Um, Coach Martin uses the analogy and I think it's a great one. Like if you're going to try to date someone um, and you're texting and calling and they're not getting back to you, like maybe there's a reason for that. Um, I, I just don't think it's a great, there's any coach out there that's going to recruit someone who's not going to reach out to them, who's not going to return their calls or, or text them or reach out to them. If we want a player here at Bates, we're going to be in contact with them and, and until they tell us that, Hey, this, you know, might not be the place for me. Um, uh, but I think that you're always going to know, and we're always going to be transparent with, with someone, whether they're a fit or not a fit, maybe they should look into a couple other options. No, that makes sense. Um, so if we have, you know, both discovered that I am a fit at Bates, uh, how do we arrive at a final decision? What's the process? I think it's year to year um, with kind of the actual timeline. Um, this year, we, we happen to have a, a pretty big push for our early decision one deadline, which um, for schools like Bates um, and really our whole conference, uh, the NESCAC, um, those dates sometimes vary, whether it's November 1 or November 15th. 
Um, but generally, we're getting guys up to campus um, all through September, October. Um, and, and we're some guys, you know, their best way to be admitted to a, a college like Bates is going through the early decision um, uh, deadline. Um, so we're always going to give you the decision. Sometimes we we can't give you a guarantee, but, um, you know, we're going to be able to tell you, you know, this is your best option. Um, where, where are you at? You know, if, if, if we need to know that right. you're just as interested in Bates as that we are in you. Um, so I think, like I said, year to year, sometimes the recruiting can go a little bit longer. Um, this year we just happen to be mostly done at the ED one deadline. Um, but we're, we're going to tell you, and we're going to tell you if we're going to support your application. You know, switching gears a little bit, we're going to move into the closing nine section of our conversation. These are nine questions. Uh, they're meant to be less serious, and they're uh, answered in a sentence or less. So we'll start with number one, which is what time do you wake up in the morning? I set my alarm for 7 a.m. each day. Um, sometimes I'll roll around in my bed for a few minutes, but 7 a.m. Number two, favorite baseball movie? Uh, I... This is a tough one, but I got to go major league. Uh, anytime I see it on TV, I, I got to watch at least an hour of it. Favorite baseball player growing up? This might be a little bit different. I don't know if you get this much. Uh, Mo Vaughn. Uh, I'm a big Red Sox fan, so just growing up, Mo Vaughn was, was my guy. Um, and I still actually have I have a poster of, of Mo Vaughn that usually always goes up in my room or a room in my house. Yeah, that's definitely a first, but that's that's pretty cool. <laughs> Um, if you were to choose one person to play you in a movie, who would it be? I'm going to go Bradley Cooper on this. I don't think he has a sports movie and I really like any movie he's been in, whether it's serious or funny. So I'm going to go Bradley Cooper. I think he needs a sports movie in his arsenal. Well, Silver Linings Playbook was close, but it, it's kind of, kind of different. Yeah. I didn't really get into that one. It kind of yeah, freaked me out a little bit. <laughs> Understandable. Uh, sunflower seeds, Davids or Spitz? Um, gonna go David. I just feel like I, there's always a better variety of David uh, in the New England area. Um, I'd say I generally go barbecue or the new. I think a new flavor the last couple of years I've gotten into is uh, sweet and spicy. Hmm. Uh, number six, DH or no DH? I'd say DH. I, I think I think eventually. I think American and National League will be DH. Who is the most talented player you've ever coached, played with, or played against? Who? There's definitely a lot of guys. Um, you know, I've played summer ball with just like ex, you know, minor league guys. You know, there's not like a ton of guys that jump to my head. Um, in Australia, I play against Luke Hughes, a uh, major leaguer for the, the Twins, and a few other guys over there. Um, you know, coach though, um, I'd probably say Parker too, who was at MIT. I think he's the only All-American I've coached so far at the Division Three level. So he, he was a great player. I'd have to say him uh, for coaching-wise. It's Game 7 of the World Series, bottom ninth with runners in scoring position. Who, past or present, do you want in the batter's box? I'm going to sound like a homer, um, but I'm going to go David Ortiz. Uh, I saw it for too many years, and uh, he was one of the most clutch hitters I've ever seen. Last one. What is the most important character trait of a Bates player? 
I would say, uh, you know, resilient or, or adaptive. You know, I, I think being up here um, in Maine, you know, we kind of change, we'll change gears on a fly. Um, you know, whether it's, we got to change practice, get out, get some work because it's 30 degrees and sunny out. Um, so yeah, I think you gotta be, you gotta be adaptive to play, um, you know, in our program. That's terrific. Well, coach, we appreciate you coming on the show. Um, I want to wish you the best of luck once the season starts for you and we hope to have you on again. Yeah, I appreciate it, Tom. Thanks for giving me a few minutes to talk about Bates and, uh, in our program. Of course. On again. Well, that's all we have for today. If you haven't already done so, we highly recommend you go on our website, fill out a profile, update your current profile, and just explore. The recruiting process is about information gathering, and that's what we strive to do, to provide you the best information possible so you can make the best possible decision. Now, you can either follow us on social media or email us at support at collegebaseballmatch.com with any questions you may have about the process. 